Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is quotes and anecdotes. Are we singing it now? Well, no. (laughs) But I do have many songs stuck in my head. Do you know what songs I have stuck in my head? I can only guess that they're the ones from Hamilton. Yeah, I started listening to the musical Hamilton. And I'm extremely annoyed because, or well, not extremely annoyed, just but just slightly annoyed <laughs> because a bunch, me and a couple of my friends, we started listening to Hamilton in seventh grade when it first came out and was a thing and was super popular. And it was how we became close to his friends. And now here Brahmin <laughs> is five years later, five years after it came out, maybe it's closer to four years. But still, <laughs> like, it's you're far too late, bud. Far too late. I know. We even went yesterday because it, it's really good. I really have no it's excuse. It's a very good I don't, musical, and, and, but it, you're, yeah. it's so late. We went to visit one of our teachers yesterday, and we like almost, almost like solely for the purpose to tell her that. I started listening to Melvin. Bronwyn was so proud of herself. And it was just, even that teacher was disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) No, she wasn't. She was happy that you started listening to it. It's just very good, guys. So if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. You won't regret it. It's a good musical. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Why why don't we start with wordlets? Let's do that. So, um, quick thing before we even start my this entire episode it doesn't have anything to do with the topic but for some reason it's so full of latin and i don't know why and i don't know what i mean my wordlets i chose because we were doing word um etymology in latin class and so i got excited so i chose some of those wordlets but like even my word and a bunch of my quotes almost all of them have latin in them so yeah it's a cool language anyways all right, so my wordlet is loquacious, um, which means tending to talk a great deal or talkative. And it comes from the Latin loqui, and then it went to loquax, and then you add on the ius in, in English, it became loquacious in the mid-17th century. Mm. And I think loqui was one of our vocab words once, and we had it, we had a sheet in Latin class, and it was a worksheet, and it was so much fun because we got an adjective, and we had to write, or no, yeah, I think we got the adjective, and we had to write the noun form of the adjective, and then the English derivative of it, and then the meaning of the um, Latin word. So, like, this one uh, in Latin was loquax, and then we made it loquitas, and then loquacity. Wow. English. I love when we do, like, etymology of things. It's very gratifying it's, when you're like, oh. Yeah. There was one that was, like... Um, I forget what the first one was, but then it became vicinitas and vicinity. It was Ooh. very cool. And I love when we do stuff like that in Latin. It's so much fun. Yeah. That's very good. What does locations mean again, Sophie? Um, I said it. Okay. <laughs> I was just double checking. <laughs> I'm glad you were listening. <laughs> it just means talkative. That's okay. a good, it's a fancy it word. It is a good word. Talkative. Yeah. My word is equanimity, um, and it means a mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temperature. Of oh gosh, <laughs> uh, evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. It was in my book that we're reading in English, 
it's a good word. It is. I enjoyed it. Um, and the etymology is also cool because it means like mental c- calmness and composure and like evenness of temperature. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know why I have these. Those are right in front of me. I should. Wow. Okay. And evenness of temper, like temperament. Um, and it comes from the word, the Latin words meaning equal and mind. So, equus meaning equal, and animus meaning mind, and then <laughs> equanimitas. I don't know. Um, but it became equanimity, just like equal mindedness. That's very right? cool. So it's like fairness or impartiality. That makes sense. Yeah. We had um, equus as one of our like words on the cheat. And then we did equalitas, and we became equality. Wow, that's pretty pretty neat. It's neat because I find it neat when they combine, when like the etymology of something is just combining two words together. Yes. Like just calling, we're like, ooh, equal mind. Instead of being, this person is of equal mind, just straight up putting them together, and this person is equanimitous, <laughs> right? And I find that kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah. What's our topic this week? Um, our topic this week is stars or space, whichever work, both. 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 Yeah, they're pretty cool. Sophia and I have been talking a lot about stars recently. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but we've gotten really excited about stars and stargazing and looking at stars. And so we decided to talk about it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty exciting. They're beautiful. They're, yeah, that's the thing. They're just so cool and beautiful and... I'm excited, Sophia. I'm excited, too. Why don't you start with your word? I mean, your word. (laughs) My word is celestial, and it means positioned in or relating to the sky or outer space as observed in astronomy. And as promised, it comes from Latin. Woo! (laughs) So it comes from kylum, which is heaven, and then kylestis, and then medieval Latin was kylestis. Dialis, Skylis Dialis, I couldn't read that. And then somehow old French got in the mix and it became celestial in late middle English. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's a very Latin looking word. It is. It is. It's and funny. I love that it's like so many things can be described as celestial. And I guess yeah. you could say that for, I mean, space is just so vast and the universe But it's is... used to describe so many other things, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Speaking of, don't look at the definition. Let's play a game. When you hear the word cosmos, what do you think of? What's the definition that comes to your mind? Of cosmos? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it has something to do with, like, when I think of, like, the cosmos, it's like, ooh, the, the space, the universe. Yeah. I thought, that's, I was, it is kind of. But, like, when I think of it, I'm always like, oh, it's like all the stars in the sky and, like, this vast thing, vast amount of, vast amount of, like, space and stars and it's like, unmeasurable but it's the three definitions are the universe seen as a well-ordered whole which i surprised me because i thought it was more just like indescribable but no just well-ordered it's also a system of thought which i'm not really sure how that works but i guess if you like i don't know i'm not i'm i'm not i the example sentence that they gave was like the new intellectual cosmos so it's just like a new school of thought huh. um 
and an ornamental plant of the daisy family with a single brightly with single brightly colored flowers native to tropical america it is widely grown as an ornamental plant um but the etymology of that came from the greek word meaning cosmos which we were was one of our vocab words which i thought was really cool because it's almost it's essentially the english word cosmos is essentially the transliteration or basically like the you're just changing the letters from greek letters to english letters so Mm -hmm. that's the only difference um and it's the greek word cosmos meaning order or world or ornament which is interesting that those are all three definitions of cosmos those are all so different yeah i wonder how that word came to mean so many different things yeah i found that that's a cool thing about greek is you get like a word that means like um to break or to like to pull or something but also to like kill (laughs) it has like all these like many words have quite a variety of meanings which is kind of cool because i think when you're reading literature that's like greek you can kind of interpret it in a bunch of different ways which is interesting yeah Greek is a cool language. It's a very, very cool language. 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) No, but like, wouldn't it be cool to be able to just look at a Greek text and be like, ah, it means this, but maybe it has like a sub text meaning that it's this metaphorical. Yeah. Or not too, Too, because there are two meanings to this word. Yeah. I don't know. But, anyways, Cosmos was a Greek vocab word, and I got excited. That's very cool. Yeah. Sophia, what's. We already talked about our topic. Maybe, <laughs> you know, why don't we do... Should we do two quotes? Because, uh, yeah, this was I think really two quotes. quotes. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to do one short one and one long one. Um, but my short one is a Latin saying. And it is, Non est ad astra malis e terris via. And there is no easy way from the earth to the stars. Um, yeah, it's cool. Non est is there is no... <laughs> And then Ad Astra is to the stars. Um, and I'm not sure what Mollus is, but this is from the earth, and this is road. What, so what, is, what, is, what is from the earth? A terrace. Ah. Like, um... Ter- ter- like terrain. Ter- terrain. In French, it's In. the word terre. T-E-R-R-E. Oh, my gosh. I have a... Stir- my, when my mom went to France, when she was, like, 12, her, her dad who you'll meet later. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sophia's left... grand- grandparents are coming over for yes. dinner. And I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> not, um, like, he's not coming on the podcast. I mean, might. <laughs> oh, no. You guys won't meet him. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You, Bronwyn will meet my grandfather, my grandfather later today. But he loves France. He loves the country. He loves the culture, according to my mom. But also, according to my mom, he's not very good at French. Oh, like, he no. can't speak it very well. So, apparently, my mom's two older brothers um, tricked him into thinking that apple was... Because apple is palm, right? Palm, yeah, potato is, is apple of the earth. Exactly. So, palm de terre is yeah. potato. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm going to ask for an apple pie and said, like tart the pomme de terre or whatever and my mom's two older brothers were like yeah yeah perfect exactly because they were both fluent, fluent in french so he went and asked for a, a pie a potato pie something pomme de terre and the bakery lady laughed at him and his the two his 
my mom's two brothers laughed at him, and that was the story my, that I my heard. My sister and my mom visited Peru. My mom might get mad at me. <laughs> but it's, I mean, just a tribute to how many languages she knows. They had been studying both Latin and Spanish before they went on this trip. Uh-oh. And my mom asked how to walk to, like, this place, like, asked for directions, and she tried to ask in Spanish, fully asked in Latin. (laughs) And they were like, what? And she was like, you know, like, emulat. (laughs) And they were like, nah, (laughs) don't know. But I mean, hey, knows a whole bunch of languages. That's very cool. I didn't know your mom knows Latin as well. They, yeah. Or was studying Latin. Yeah. That's cool. pretty cool. (laughs) Anyways, that is a good quote. There is no easy way from the earth to the stars. Yeah, sorry. Back to the <laughs> quote. Um, I just liked that, I mean, it's a it's a very short saying, but I just kind of liked the fact that it's like, I mean, a lot of times we see the stars as like, you know, reach for the stars and you can do it and look at the stars and the stars are beautiful or whatever. Um, and it's just, a, I, yeah, and it's just I think so. it's, it's just reminding like, there's not an ever an easy way to do that, but you got. You still have to. Like, there's a, there's a long way from yeah. the earth to the stars, and you've got to recognize that. But that doesn't mean that you should stop. It's just like stars. a lot of learning and experience along the way. Yeah, exactly. It's just the, the journey. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Who said this quote? Um, this was said by Seneca, so uh, also known as Seneca the Younger or Lucius Aeneas Seneca. Um, or Seneca, also known simply as Seneca. Um, he was a Roman Stoic philosopher, statesman, dramatist, and in one work, satirist of the Silver Age of Latin literature. Ooh, satirist. Um, Seneca was born in Cordoba. Hey, my dad ah, was born there. Really? Um, was he born there? I think he was born there. Um, they at least lived there in Hispania and raised in Rome, where he was trained in rhetoric and philosophy. Huh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so I don't know much about Seneca. I'm sure our Latin and Greek teacher. I know a song called would. Seneca. Oh, really? Yeah. It's by cool. Novo Amor. <laughs> it's good. Is that new love? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. All right. What is your quote? One of your quotes. Okay. So this quote is interesting. Um,. If someone loves a flower, of which just one example exists among all the millions and millions of stars, that's enough to make him happy when he looks at the stars. He tells himself, my flower's up there somewhere. But if a sheep eats the flower, then for him, it's as if suddenly all the stars went out. And isn't that important? (laughs) That's by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I don't know. It's French. I should know how to pronounce it. Um, who wrote The Little Prince, which you might have heard of. It's a very famous French book, not novella. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting uh, how everyone might find a different importance in the stars. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, uh, you hear so much different lore and, and different, like, myths and legends and stories and beliefs about what the stars are and and um anyone can find their own importance in it um and even if it's just one flower the it's kind of important to know the premise of this book if you're gonna look at it like if it's gonna make sense kind of literally um and it's this prince that lives alone and like travels the stars kind of like this 
little like person who just travels the stars and each star and each planet has something different on it um and i guess one of them just has a flower on it it's the only kind of flower in the universe um and then yeah but like what if a sheep eats that flower are the stars suddenly not important to someone who found that i don't know it's just kind of i liked that it was from the little prince because i just (laughs) thought that was cool but also like i just thought it was interesting how um you can always it's kind of sad that if your love of something is based off of one thing then maybe like if that thing goes away you no longer love it but also maybe it's important to recognize not only what you love something for but also like i don't know how important that thing is overall i love the idea that anything can be in the stars yeah like this flower that this person found maybe it's the only flower in the world and that means that I don't know I guess that means that they see it in the stars yeah and like all of the stars so if you and I also love the idea that like anything you can imagine can be in the stars because yeah. it's such like a wide universe and maybe there is you know a little prince up there and if you're imagining that I think that's that's really cool and then you can also like when reminds me of when people find shapes in clouds like oh that's a bull or whatever yeah and you can look at the stars and be like well maybe up there there's a flower that no one's ever seen before yeah and you can find I don't know I think it's cool that you can derive your own importance yeah from something and it's just it's an interesting story like it's kind of a strange story the little prince but um it's cool it's French (laughs) I looked up the pdf to get a more accurate translation because the translation that I found literally made no grammatical sense (laughs) It was really cool. That's good for you, Robin. What did I just say? That's good for you. (laughs) I meant good for you. That's amazing. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And Antoine de Saint-Exupéry was a French writer, poet, aristocrat, um, aristocrat, journalist, and pioneering aviator. Um, He became a laureate of several French several of France's highest literary awards and also won the United States National Book Award. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Cool, cool person. What is your next quote? My next quote is, I look up at the night sky and I know that, yes, we are part of this universe, we are in this universe, but perhaps more important than both of these facts is that the universe is in us. When I reflect upon that fact, I look up. Many people feel small because they're small and the universe is big. But I feel big because my atoms came from those stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the fact that we're made of stars? Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because, you know, we have, um, I think I thought, saw. An, we're made up saw of an, the same atoms yeah, that yeah. we're in stars. Yeah. I saw another that. quote that was like, that just was a little bit less well-worded than this one. But it was like the calcium in our teeth and the apples oh, and, yeah. and like stuff like that. It's like it all comes from stars. And I love the idea that we're made up of stardust. And I think this quote takes it a little bit farther in that we are the universe and the universe is us because we're all made of the same material. And like that can make some, that can be crazy overwhelming, but also like we're a part of this big universe and this big universe is a part of us. And yeah. that's, I thought that was very, I think it also puts things into perspective because it just is like, it kind of when you think of the world like that everyone is equally important everyone Mm -hmm. and everything is equally important and um 
we're all just atoms and it's crazy and that we're able to like we've evolved from from atoms that like tiny little particles yeah. from stars and and are now like here recording a podcast like that's kind of <laughs> crazy but also it's kind of cool because like like how amazing that just by chance water happened to come yeah. around on the earth and from that this entire world full of like thousands of different organisms and then from that one organism with thousands of different like traits yeah I was about to say species but humans are one species I don't like yeah just there are so many different people and then I mean the whole world it's so diverse everything is so different and yet we all came from atoms and stardust and I think that's really cool I also think it's cool because that it kind of means like anything is possible because given all of the random like the probability of this exact universe or this exact earth existing is like one in like infinity like yeah right? yeah and so that kind of, I feel like it's just kind of cool because that kind of implies that there are infinite other places or universes or planets that have infinite many people or or organisms or some other crazy thing that we can't even imagine mm-hmm. right and that's kind of cool and the fact that we are technically a part of that yeah because we are made of we're all made of atoms i think that's amazing science whoa <laughs> existential yeah um <laughs> this was said by neil degrasse tyson who Oh, I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah, you There's did. probably not another way to pronounce that, is there? No. <laughs> um, and who, I'm sure you know who he is, but he's an American astrophysicist, author, and science communicator. Since 1996, he has been the Frederick P. Rose Director of the Hayden Planetarium at the Rose Center for Earth and Space in New York City. Hmm. What is your next quote? My next quote, you're going to have to pronounce, help me pronounce the name of the person. This next quote is, To him the stars seem like so many musical You're- notes fixed to the sky, just waiting for somebody to unfasten them. Someday the sky would be emptied, but by then the earth would be a constellation of musical scores. And that's by Joaquim Maria Machado de Assis. Um, and who is a Brazilian novelist, poet, playwright, and short story writer. But I thought it was cool. I really like we were talking about this a little bit before but i really like when stars are used to describe other things mm-hmm. because it's they're beautiful they are vast they are indescribable and so they are good for describing other indescribable things yeah um kind of like music i think i really like when i really like um like when people mix musical imagery with or music with like star and space imagery um because it's just they both have in some ways a similar beauty of they're just so clear and can be so pure and and like can bring unique and yeah and and so universal (laughs) (laughs) um like even that was literally it's like tech the description the adjective universal is is star imagery right like I think that's pretty cool, and I think it's cool. I just liked that idea that stars are like musical notes, and even if if the stars aren't there, that just means we all of the music is in our earth instead of in the sky, 
right? Oh my <laughs> That's <laughs> so cool. It's just in a constellation of musical scores. I don't know. It just sounds so, so It's so good. good. I don't know how to... I love... I mean, you were saying that with... Saying this with your first quote, but, like, the fact that the stars can mean things to different people. Yeah. And the fact that people see music in stars, I think that's incredibly beautiful. I don't and know. see stars in music. And see stars in music? There you go. It's very good. It's, yeah, and also just, like, reading this just made me think of, like, literally scores of music with all the notes across the page, and it is kind of like looking yeah. into a night sky because I think also because if you don't have, like, if you don't know much about music theory that might just look like gibberish mm-hmm. it's like a very specific notation that you don't you can't really make any sense of unless you have some knowledge of music um and i think similarly the stars are kind of just a chaos of little pinpricks of light but if you understand either the science of them or or the story of the constellations of them right like you can make something out of it and that's pretty cool yeah that's amazing i was just thinking when you said that of like a symphony and imagine the musical like writing i don't know i don't know much about music but like for a symphony all of the notes and sheet music for for that (laughs) why did i forget that word um but like imagine all of those notes for all of the different parts of a symphony and like might that start looking a little bit like the night sky with so many like notes and it's hard to describe, but I don't know. It just I thought that was a pretty cool and accurate description. Yeah. That was cool. It's a very good quote. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that is that quotes done? Yep. Wow. We are just a machine today. Do you wanna check how much time we, we have, have left? Like fifteen minutes, I think. Yeah. Okay, good. Sophia, what are your anecdotes? Um, all right, so I think I have a couple that are shared, so maybe we can leave those to the end as usual. But one that I have is Nighttime in Vermont, and I don't know why this came to my head, because I don't have a specific, like, anecdote regarding Nighttime in (laughs) Vermont. But um, I think I've mentioned this before, but when I was in middle school, I believe, we got a ski house with um, a, a close family friends of ours, and we went up there every weekend and we would go skiing and it was it was very fun um but for some reason i have like just a very distinct memory of it being dark and everyone eating dinner and there being like 10 feet of snow piled up on the deck and just like looking outside and seeing the shadows of the trees and the like all covered in snow i don't know snow at night is really cool too yeah because like in the day it can sometimes be a little too blinding but at night it's like what like everything's under a blanket it's so mm-hmm. cool. I don't know. I don't know why nighttime in Vermont came to my head. I feel like there was one point where we had come back from skiing, and it was late, so it was dark. And I'm almost certain we went out and made snow angels on the deck. <laughs> like, I'm sure we did that at some point. We must have. Um, and then, you know, like, making snow angels and looking at the stars. But, like, when, in places where there's, like, less light pollution, the mm-hmm. stars are so cool. And so I think, true. to be fair, our town is... Com- comparatively to like cities and stuff it's pretty cool because we do get a pretty dark night sky except for stars but sometimes you go places where there's actually no light around it's insane that's true 
you have an yeah well I guess kind of building off of that one uh like I said going places at night when it's like not near a city and and you really get to see the stars I think an example I've been to a couple of national or like um provincial parks or national parks uh, especially in Canada and at night it's insane because you're in the middle of a forest so there is not any there is no life light pollution and so the stars are pretty cool also the moon mm-hmm. like we had <laughs> i i just thought the moon was cool <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah like i have there have been a few times where i've been able to see or i was on a boat once and it was at night and we were yeah and we were able to have a full view of the sky and it was crazy and I think I saw a shooting star. That was pretty rad. Oh my gosh, I've never seen a shooting star. I'm so jealous. It was it was very cool. And I don't know, that kind of thing I think is really neat. Just being somewhere without light pollution and seeing yeah. the stars. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's your next quote? Word an- anecdote. <laughs> well, going off of being on a boat at night, we've gone on... Um, I've mentioned this before, but my, especially during travel, the travel episode, my grandfather works for an ecotourism company. And so we've been lucky enough to get to go on some of those trips. Um, and those are often on a boat. So like when we went to Galapagos, we'd get on a boat and travel around the islands for however long. And then same with Antarctica. We got on a boat at the tip of Argentina and then went down to Antarctica and back up to the tip of Argentina where we could then fly back to the U.S. Um, but... I I don't, again, I don't have any specific anecdotes about this, but being on the boat at night, very cool, especially in Antarctica, because there's literally no civilization yeah. there. So being able to, like, go out on the deck, because our room, I think, had a little balcony. So, like, being in pajamas and being able to go out on the deck and look up at the stars, that, like, that was insane. And it, I remember, like, being in like flannel pajamas and going out really quickly and shivering and being like oh my god it's so dark (laughs) like it's so pretty and then also like looking at the sea at night like the ocean that's very cool I feel like the ocean and the stars I don't know sea and space have a lot of similarities like the vast unknown yeah that would be be fun I think I might have more anecdotes for that one Um, but yeah boats at night are cool especially when you're traveling to like I imagine, if you're, if you ever went sailing at night, oh, just like into the ocean crazy. by yourself, how wonderful would that be? Very dangerous. So cool. I mean, yes. Yeah, don't do that. Please. I'm not. I don't know how to sail. I would never do that. But like, oh. That'd but be yes, cool. I do know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next one? Um, so it's very specific. But in grade four, we were learning this. about the moon. Not stars, but still, similar. We were learning about the moon and different moon phases. And we were each given this little moon journal, which was like, I remember it so distinctly. It was just a bunch of pages stapled together in like a book format. Mm -hmm. And it had a purple like construction paper cover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I remember this. And you had to go outside and observe the moon and color it in and write what phase it was and if it was waxing or waning. Light on the the right, soon it will be bright. That means it's waxing. Light on the left, soon there will be nothing left. 
bad rhyming, but that means it's waning. Um, I remember I very specifically, like, the little, co- the circles that we'd have yeah. to color in, and we'd have a yellow colored pencil and a black colored pencil, and you could, like, oh color goodness. in half yellow and half black based on, like, what you saw. And, and so I just remember fun. specifically, that was probably the thing I did worst on. Because I like, I was like, okay, this is, I got it, it's easy. But that would mean like, I would do it in like five minutes the night before. And I would just like, just forget it, or not even forget it, just like write the wrong thing. And then she'd be like, I'm disappointed in you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I know it, I promise. But like, I would get so many just like random points off because I would like write something stupid. I remember this very distinctly. But it was cool and I actually remember that. It might have been one of the few things that like I was like, oh yeah. General knowledge that I can use for the rest of my life. <laughs> it was just very cool. So yeah. I and I found it the other day. Oh you did? Oh my gosh, my that's amazing. Journal. What do you what else what else, Sophia? Um, another thing I have is flying at night. Mm. Airports and planes can be very, very stressful, especially airports. I actually enjoy flying because I think it's cool to just, like, be above the world. Especially, like, when we went to Peru when I was in fifth grade, we, as we were flying, the Andes Mountains go through the clouds. Whoa. So we were looking out the window and seeing the tips of mountains. That was the coolest flight experience I've ever had. That was incredible. Um, but especially when you're flying at night, it can sometimes feel like you're like in the stars and I love that. And sometimes you can see the moon out the window and that's very cool too. It's just a different way of looking at the stars because usually it's always looking up, but I mean, it's still looking up, but it feels more like you're within them rather than so far away. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. I also love cities at night. This is exactly the kind of thing that is very contradictory because of light pollution so when there are cities you know you really can't see the stars which i think is really sad but flying over cities at night pretty cool amazing my favorite moment of flying is when you like start to go up and you can like you can still see everything pretty clearly but it just gets smaller and smaller and you can just see the light trying to focus on one thing and watching it like get smaller and smaller and smaller yeah it's very cool yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I love flying over cities at night because it kind of looks like, not re, a little bit, it sort of looks like the stars on the earth. Yeah. I think that's cool. Even though, you know, it does contribute to light pollution, which isn't great. It can be beautiful when you're so far above it. Yeah. But yeah. It's true. What was your next one? Um, I know a couple of constellations, which is pretty cool. Do you? I, I know. know the- Little Big and the Big Dipper, and that's it. <laughs> I know, I can, I have a hard time finding the Little Dipper, which is sad, because the North Star is in it, but I know it exists. And then, <laughs> I know the Big Dipper, I can find that. Orion, who is a, f- a hunter, um, I can find Orion. And, so these are all like the Greek, I think they're the Greek constellations, so it's Orion, who is, I'm pretty sure, is hunting the bull Taurus, who I can find, who, and then this, or actually I can't find Taurus, but I can find, um, I think there's like the seven, like, there's seven, like, I forget the name of them, it begins with an A, but they're like, they're supposed to be like these nymphs, who I think are, Taurus is protecting them from Orion, who's like chasing them, and then I can also find Cassiopeia, who was like a 
princess or something. <laughs> but I don't know. I just like I find it cool because when you're looking at the stars and you can kind of find these different characters who are all part of the same story, that's pretty neat. But also the fact that different cultures that had zero contact with each other oh made the God. same constellations yes. just with yes. different things. So the fact that like um, indigenous com- communities in the in North America saw like the big dipper as or what the Greeks saw as the Big Dipper, it saw the same stars and they're like, oh, that's a bear. Big and little bear. Like, isn't that so Amazing. cool? I, I find those kind of things so neat. And the fact that cultures all over the world saw stars as important. Yeah. Right? Like, that's kind of cool. There's how something about stars that everyone is fascinated with. And yeah. I and I mean, amazing. probably like the idea that heaven is above ground right like mm-hmm. that or is like in the sky like that kind of concept is also probably from the fact that stars just seem so cool and indescribable and they must have some meaning mm-hmm. and i feel like that probably contributed to that and i don't know it's just some really cool things about yeah stars and space and the sky very cool it's yeah amazing What's what, what what else do you have to say? <laughs> um, well, my next ones start getting into shared sure. ones. That's okay. Yeah. But um, I think when I started, well, this was like a week ago, so it's not really when I started noticing or thinking about stars. But when we started thinking about, I guess, the idea for this episode was a couple weeks ago at, surprise, surprise, Ambler, <laughs> um, Yet again, and we were playing Manhunt. It was the camp out, and so it was the annual weekend where all the apprentices come to the farm and have dinner and make s'mores and then sleep over and then wake up in the morning and have pancakes, and it's a great time. Um, but we played Manhunt, which She's is like, a tradition there. It's like tag. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just tag with flashlights and or hide-and-seek and flashlights in the And dark. it's dark, and it, which yeah, is cool. Which is very fun. But... <laughs> Our strategy was the best strategy ever. At first, the first game, um, my friend and I, we tried to hide behind a tree. And then she got mad at me because I stepped on leaves and got us caught. But there were leaves everywhere. Still a debate between us. Um, I came back and they were so angry. <laughs> Bickering. Um, but then the next few games, Bronwyn wasn't a seeker anymore, so she came and hid with us. And Or maybe you just didn't hide, I with, just, hide with us the first time. I, I, don't I, I ran for a little bit, but then the second game I was far too tired. <laughs> um, but the second game, we were like, all right, let's find a place to hide. And... We found a tree, but turns out it was on the other side of the fence. And so we couldn't hide behind that tree. So we were like, well, let's just lie on the, on the ground, I guess. And it worked. So we all, like, our friend thought it was a very ridiculous <laughs> idea, but we were making each other laugh by just lying on the ground and giggling. And no one. Like, found people would us. run right fast as, as like, we were giggling. And we were, like, like talking. <laughs> it was, it was funny. ridiculous. Um, but it was fun, and while we were doing that, I just, I now have a very clear memory of just lying with the two of you, like, next to me, and looking at the stars, and hearing you laugh in one ear, and, <laughs> and our friend laugh in the other one, and it's such a nice memory of just, yeah. like, watching the stars while giggling with the two of you. It was so fun. <laughs> it was such a fun night. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk well, about yeah, the Well, yeah, just 
from that, Sophia and I started talking about stars. Yes. Because we were like, isn't this so cool? And, like, two minutes after, I was telling her about something, I was telling Sophia about something that we do um, in, at the, at um, my summer camp in Canada, oh, yeah. and <laughs> it's called star spinning, and I remember this year from, like, the last year I was a camper, and we were all, um, we went to this field right next to our cabins, and it was, like, nighttime, and we just all, like, spun around in circles and looked at the stars. And it's called amazing. star spinning because if you, like, spin around a lot and you're looking at the stars, it feels like the stars are all around you. <laughs> um, and I was, like, telling Sophia about that. And then we just <laughs> were literally standing in the middle of the field with a bunch of, like, competitive eighth graders running around us and laughing at us and we were just spinning around looking at the stars and then our friend came over and was like you guys can't just spin around and then lie down on the ground in the middle of a game but it was really enjoyable it was it was very fun and it just made me want to stargaze yeah just all the time um i would love to actually go stargaze i would too so much be very amazing but yeah maybe tonight if it gets dark enough we can go outside and look at the stars for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, it gets dark super early here. It does. Especially because of daylight savings. Mm-hmm. So sad. Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to stars. They didn't listen to stars. <laughs> thank you for listening to us <laughs> talk about stars. Wow, Sophia. Wow. So, so kind to me always. Oh, yeah. You know me. you know me the nicest person in the world (laughs) well i thought you were being sarcastic so i was trying to be sarcastic that had a weird meaning i don't know no no guys sophia is really 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 nice don't worry (laughs) what you sounded like you were saying that you weren't nice i don't know i don't know i don't know what was going on thanks for listening we got a little. We got really deep there. You said some super profound things about star Did imagery. I? Yeah, I was like, "Gosh, you AP English student, you're making me look <gasps> so, so bad." This is coming like, from I, the person who had the I quote was, model oh essay God. that I was. No, imagery. you were talking about like because how people Sophie see is different really things good at stars, writing, and, and she's better she, than was, the rest it was of very us because profound. she's really good at writing. Anyways, thank you all for listening to Quotes. Oh no. Guys, I apologize for your ears and your sanity. (laughs) Yes, we're sorry. But yeah. Um, If you want to check out our intro music and our outro music, you can check out, they're in our description box. The links Um, are, yes. You can also find them on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to think of us. (laughs) Just randomly. 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 Check out the person who drew our cover art on Instagram. You can find her at D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. She's amazing. Um, email us quotes. Quotes. Dot... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, email Our us Instagram quotes. is quotes.and.anecdotes. We need to get better about Maybe we'll, our Maybe we'll there. do like a revamp. It'll be like a new thing where we'll start actually posting. That might uh, be good. Let us know what you think. Yes. Maybe we'll restart that. We probably should because we haven't even posted on the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, email us at Quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com. Please don't email quotes and anecdotes. <laughs> okay. Quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, and, you know, tell a friend. Yeah. Yeah. 
let us know if you enjoy it. Let us know if you have any suggestions for topics. Please. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for listening. Bye, my friend Sophia. (laughs) I couldn't remember how we ended it. Bye, my My friend (laughs) Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And...